going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 215 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Walter. Hey. And LJ Lowry. Yo. This week we're geeking out about Doom composing some drama, new photos of Dune, not Doom, and Quibi. We're not quite sure what that is. <laughs> I think I've got a pretty broad sense at, at this point, but mostly I've just seen commercials so far. Uh, first, special shout-outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace. Specifically, Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayband, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, and Caleb Ardwin. Thank you so much for giving, uh, especially in these really weird, confusing times. Um, we really do appreciate it. Podcasts don't exist without you or anyone who gives to our Patreon. So thank you. All right. Let's just get right into video games we've been playing i've actually played quite a bit this week um but lj before we so i feel like you can segue to me okay um so before we do that talk about final fantasy oh yeah um so i've been playing final fantasy 7 remake uh and it's really good um it from somebody like me who didn't get into like the original final fantasy just because like some of those old school jrpgs especially that one like didn't age well by the time i played it you know like but mm-hmm. it's really cool it's action oriented it's it looks amazing it looks beautiful um uh, but i'm enjoying it i'm only about cool. eight or nine hours in Pe- plenty of people have already beaten it like on our gaming department and, like just blazed right through it you know um so i'm excited to play more of that um i've played other oh, things i saw the demo was really cool oh the demo mm-hmm yeah, uh, what what was cool is um, my buddy Caleb, who was on last week, um, he actually has never played a Final Fantasy VII uh, game, at, or not even, he, he hasn't played a Final Fantasy game at all, and so he played that demo and he okay. liked it. Um, cool. Yeah. So I was like that with Final Fantasy XV. I had played seven mm-hmm. um, quite a bit as a kid, but like I didn't own the game and I didn't really remember it. Like I played, right. played, like, played a lot for a two-day span of time. Yeah. And uh, so Final Fantasy XV was like super fresh to me, uh, and I really liked it. I know yeah, a lot that's of people cool. didn't. Yeah, play it. I I've been watching one of my friends, um, one of my fiance's roommates play Final Fantasy VII. So when I go over, he's he's playing it. It's again, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I get constantly impressed every time they get close to someone's face, and I'm just like, wow, it's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> Like, just visually amazing, um, and it looks fun. Um, yeah. Again, because I'm kind of the same, right? Like, I I wouldn't really want to go back to the original Final Fantasy VII to play that, because I'm not... Like, I've, pl- I've played JRPGs, but I'm not passionate enough about JRPGs to go back and experience something like that. But I think this is, you know, action-y enough, and... Um, interesting enough that i may pick it up in the future those are the games i should probably play and finish first um but yeah that it does look really great it's just nuts how it's only the first what like five hours of the original game like it's not the whole game which is crazy to me it's like expanded upon it yeah seriously like everything is just so much bigger and i think to your point too shelly of like 
you don't want to go back and play those games. If you are wanting to play a classic JRPG, you can almost go to like so like Octopath, which is a brand new game. Yeah, 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 totally. That has that feeling. So like, I would go to that before I would go way back to another like to an actually old game. Yeah, um, totally. Because they've mastered the mechanics a little bit more than they had at the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. A lot, of, a lot more quality of life things going on with some of those ones that I like to call back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other thing I played, like I've played a couple different things over the week, but just the one that sucked me right back in was Forza Horizon Four. Um, yeah. So sweet pictures. Yeah. So uh, I reviewed this when it came out. I think last year, no, the year before, because they skipped a year last year. Um. Uh, so I redownloaded it on my on my PC. Um. I went to actually go play with Patrick Ryan and, and some people for his birthday stream over this past weekend. Oh, that's and right. so it was cool. fun to like play that online. But those photos, man, I was taking those photos, posting them on Twitter and Facebook and that game just looks so pretty. Even on my computer mm-hmm. that's like it's not like four K or anything. But some of those photos I took look downright real. Like Yeah. Yeah. Um really sweet. Yeah, so I'm enjoying that again. It's super fun. It's super accessible as a racing game. Like, it makes me feel like I'm actually good at, like, racing games, <laughs> which is Well, I mean, good. like, Forza, I can't remember which one I played. Motorsport? Um, it was whatever one, like, when I first got the PlayStation, it was, like, free at the time. Oh, you're talking about Gran Turismo. Was it Gran Turismo? Uh, yeah, no, For- it wasn't Gran Turismo. It was a Forza game. Forza is Xbox only, so you couldn't have played it on PlayStation. What? what? I missed. Maybe it was Gran Turismo. Yeah, it's they kind of have their own thing. Like Gran Turismo is, I mean Forza Motor, because the, there's Motorsport and then there's Horizon as far as the Forza games. Uh, Motorsport okay. is more simulation esque, kind of like Gran Turismo is. But over the years, they've kind of made both of them kind of more accessible. But um, but yeah, those sim racing sim games are tough. Even like for me, I just don't really gel with them very well. Um, but Horizon's great, especially if you got a, a PC and a, a good PC. It was crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, the crew. That's a whole different. Yeah. That one's weird because it has RPG elements. Okay. Like the division almost, where it's like you can like get these like parts. It was like a. It was a weird because it was a like a driving like loot game. I think that's what. It, don't hold me to it. It was like right when the PS4 <laughs> came out. There was a racing game. It sounds like it would I... be the crew. It was very simulator like, and I was really bad at it. Mm. Um, oh, Drive like, Club? It was probably Drive Club. It was totally Drive Club. Final answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to reach back nice. in my memory banks because that was the one that did not last long. It was, yeah. I can't, like, I'm really good at, like, legitimately pretty decent <laughs> at, uh, like, arcade racers. Right, right. So, like, the Fast and Furious arcade racer or cruising games, I'm really good at. <laughs> um like i'm i'm really decent at those racers and then the simulators i'm just terrible at but i've never spent a lot of time on them my older right. brother he's not a big gamer uh but he's actually got like a small like racing rig nice. like, like you know like the pedals and stuff um and he's really into them huh. um he's specifically into gran turismo but yeah yeah i think they have a gran turismo on ps4 but um yeah, I highly recommend the Forza games. Uh, they're easy to cool. play online with pe- with people too. Um, so, yeah, it was good fun. Um, so I guess we can lead into what you're playing, Cody, because you were yeah on something similar. Well, and it was so crazy. So, uh, <laughs> Dirt Rally Two. That's the name of the game, right? They just that's came out on PlayStation as like a free to play PS Plus free to play PS Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I got that just because it was free, and I was like, I'll check it out, and uh, it's a simulator, 
Very much so. And it's super cool. I Super big props to, like, your view inside the car, like that dashboard view. Yeah. Um, it is, like, hyper-realistic. I got into a BMW, um, and it was the same dashboard as, like, the old car that I owned. I owned, like, the 88 BMW <laughs> years ago. And I was, like, the dashboard and everything was the same, and I was, like, wow, it was freaking me out. Um, you had that in dirt, in dirt Rally? It was, like, a rally car? Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It was such a, like, specific, like, just the, the level of detail in that game is crazy. Um, but I couldn't even get, like, I put all of the helpers on because they have things that, like, make it easier to drive the car. Oh, uh, okay. And I couldn't get, like, past the first race. I just kept falling <laughs> real bad. Um, so, I was like, man, I really miss Need for Speed, Most Wanted. And this was completely unrelated to LJ. Uh, playing forza literally like the day before or <laughs> the day of i had gotten um a need for speed game and i saw him picture post pictures of his cars and i was like that's so cool in other words we <laughs> didn't plan this it just happened yeah and there's <laughs> such opposite ends of the spectrum cars yeah we're like into cars now uh, <laughs> i fixed a tail light today I, I replaced oh, a bulb yeah. in a taillight today. I should specify. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got... I wanted Need for Speed Most Wanted. That was like a childhood nostalgic game for me. Uh, so I looked up what would be closest to that um, out of all of them that are on PlayStation 4 now, which is Heat, Payback, and... Rivals. Rivals. And then just Need and, for uh, Speed 20-something. It was just a reboot called Need for Speed. Okay, is that PS4 or was that PS3? Yeah, it was PS4. Okay. Um, so I looked at all of it, and so I guess, like, the games, they said that a lot of them are, like, different, good for different reasons. Um, yeah. Or bad for different reasons. And so Payback, what it had going for it was its customization. Uh, so I went ahead and chose that one because it was 20 bucks um, instead of playing, like, full price for the Heat game. Yeah. And uh, it, it hit the spot for my nostalgia. Like, I feel like I'm playing old school game, but it is not a good game. <laughs> like, oh, man, um, the voice acting is real bad. Uh, and this bugs me the most is they used the voice actor as like the same voice actor as the main character is also one of the rivals that you like racing teams that you race. That's awkward. Yeah. And he didn't change his voice up. They were like. Make him sound like a push-up-your-glasses nerdy dude. And that's, like, the only <laughs> differentiation he had to his real self, who was this, like, pompous guy that just thought that he rules the road. So you literally raced yourself then? Well, no, because you get three different characters oh, okay. uh, that you race with. And so you were a different character racing him. <laughs> so they but just I felt had... like I was just racing my friend. <laughs> so they just had him voicing a character in a different, like... It's kind of like when a, an, an actor plays multiple characters in one movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. Weird. But it's like it's Strange. a video game. You don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> I will say the script is cheesy as it is. It has made me laugh a few times. It's got its moments. Hmm. Um, but the writing's real weak. It feels like I'm playing a Fast and Furious uh, movie if it was made for, like, cable television. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's... Is real bad, and all of the customizations are locked under things that I have to do, which is fine. But I was like, I don't want to customize my cars. There's gonna be some kind of cheat code, be like, unlock everything. 
Yeah, I was like, that's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and one thing that I know is going to bug people, because it bugs me, um, the neon, and you're like, you get a nitrous smoke, and that is loot crate style. So you actually, oh, loot box like, stuff, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, go in and buy things, and maybe, like, you'll open up a pack and maybe get some neon for a specific car, and it's one-time use. And I was like, what? that's kind of gross, because Most Wanted gave that to me for free. <laughs> That's like, yeah, free-to-play, like, elements right there. It was... That's a little odd. Um, it's nothing that would, like, help you in the game, which is nice, but... Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. No pun it's, intended, but I think they specifically caught some heat for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people really liked the game too much, but I'm... For 20 bucks, I'm happy. It's it's what I wanted, uh, as far as the nostalgia factor goes. There's only, yeah. like, 70 cars. To Forza's, like, 400 yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh. half of the cars in forza i don't even want to drive anyway there's some like cars are cars there's some like trash <laughs> toys there's some like these old weird looking like vintage ones like that i'm just like i don't want to drive that there's a late 60s dodge charger and there's a bmw that's not my three uh okay. but it's similar and so i'm happy because i just get to take my dream cars and i think the last one i drove them. or i unlocked or I bought in Forza was like a 69 Camaro. Nice. Oh, wait, no. I have a Camaro a in Firebird. mine. And I made it look like Bumblebee, and then I drew a Bumblebee on the side of it. Nice. Yeah. But we can move on. I don't know. It's I don't recommend it if you want a good game. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're you balling want... on a budget, then you can get that one. If you have a little more room, get Forza. Yeah. But I don't know how much I would like Forza because I don't know if I could really race in it very well. I think you could. If I can yeah, race okay. in it, you can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's one nice thing about this is like the cars are super easy to, to tune. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the last game, kind of unrelated to that, um, I did finish Senua, and, uh, which is Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, uh, which is a podcast. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, but it's mm-hmm. the game that uh, – she hears voices and she sees things and uh really really good video game i it's a little scary so just kind of keep that in mind there's there's two moments that are specific in my head that had horror elements to it um they were kind of like anxiety inducing and they're supposed to right um, yeah that were like a little much for like if you don't like horror games they're gonna be kind of hard to get through uh other than that i think that it's not too terribly scary. I have a lot of friends like, oh, I can't play that. I could never want, like do that. Like, you, you'd be all right. I think yeah, you'd be. that's what I was telling you before you bought it, is that it's a different kind of horror. It's not like a classic horror. It's just yeah. straight up like anxiety-inducing. Uh, there's this thing where you can't see and things are coming at you mm. and coming for you. I'm a little freaked out. <laughs> no, I'm going to make it three. There's three times where it was like anxiety-inducing, like, I can't do this. Uh... But that's the, the stuff that she's going through. Mm-hmm. She's, like, hearing these voices, and she's, like... Um, there's a documentary at the end of it that uh, is very spoilery, so if you, you should definitely play the game before you watch it. Uh, it's within the game, though, and it's really, really cool uh, just how much research they put into this. They'd actually have... Um, they didn't say they're people who are schizophrenic. Uh, they said they, they called them voice hearers, and... Uh, so there would be people that would actually listen to the game to see if it was accurate to what they heard. Mm. Um, and there was a psychiatrist that brought up a point uh, that I really loved because it was kind of eye-opening to me, and that was that 
Um, it was that, and then there are people who are kind of like delusional, where they uh, think things like they they kind of shape their own reality. They get kind of stuck and obsessed with this reality that's not there. Hmm. Um, and so, what I really liked was the psychiatrist brought up like schizophrenia. Um, we usually look at people who hear voices and we think it's bad. Like you're hearing voices, so you're crazy. Um, usually when we think about schizophrenia, we think about like a voice that's telling you to like kill yourself or to hurt others. Um, and he said, not all people who hear voices hear negative things. That's uh, trippy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there are people that'll hear voices and will actually be positives in their life and they'll actually kind of like help them. Um, and so that was really weird for them to like, you know, they call them voice hearers, not like schizophrenics or something, um, which I've never thought derogatory until now. Another thing with the delusions, he said, um, it should be, it, it can be obviously dangerous, and we've seen how that can be dangerous. Um, yeah. But at the very end, he was talking about, like, going to the moon. Someone had to have had a crazy idea to fly us there, and that was outside our realm of current reality. Um, mm. And so he was encouraging, like, if it's not dangerous, it could actually be a benefit, but we've kind of stigmatized uh, mental health. And so there's like, we don't have those kind of conversations of the benefits that some of these people could have because we look at everything as a negative. Huh. That's a good way to look at it, actually. That's super cool. Such yeah. Cool I may want to watch the documentary, even though I haven't played the game. Yeah. <laughs> it I mean, sounds really interesting. You potentially could. I mean, it's just for people that want to play it, you know? Yeah, if you wanted to go like... If you want to play it blind, then don't watch it. But if you're okay with playing the game, uh, or you don't plan to play the game at all, you can watch the documentary and like get a lot from it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that you'd have to play the game to understand the documentary by any means. Um, and it's only like maybe ten minutes, fifteen minutes long. Yeah. One thing that bugged me is that you couldn't pause. You could pause it, but you couldn't like move fast forward or anything. So uh. I started it, and I was like, I don't know how long this is gonna be. Mm. Um, I'm assuming it's probably fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah. Good stuff though. Super, super interesting. Um, and we can go into we can go to what Shelly's playing, and there's a segue there about Balder somehow, but I don't have it because Balder and <laughs> and technically it's it's a it's a board game, not a video game, but I thought I would mention it anyway. Okay, since go for it. See, the other thing I'm not playing besides still Animal Crossing. I did finally get <laughs> KK Slider the other day, so that's awesome. Nice. I that was, oh, I'm obviously playing that too. We just yeah. got for him. Still am. No, we don't need to talk about it, but it is. It is <laughs> I thought it was Assassin's Creed, Creed, and I was like, oh, should I play Assassin's Creed mm. on your notes? <laughs> no, <laughs> she wrote on the notes, AC. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, no, I played a game called Betrayal at Baldur's. Sorry, gosh, I just butchered that. Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. I may have Ooh. mentioned it before. I think there was another time I had played it before, but I don't actually remember if I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but basically, it's the D&D official Wizards of the Coast version of Betrayal, uh, Haunting, no, Haunting at Hill House? Haunting at, I think that's what it is. It's a pretty popular like a board game. Betrayal, like, series now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, it's really fun because it's, it's like discount D&D. Um, it's like D&D if everyone <laughs> wants to play and no one wants to DM. I think that's okay. a really good oh. way to put it because um, basically, and if you played any other like haunting or betrayal games, I guess it follows the same formula of where, or at least I assume the same formula because this is technically the only one I've played. Um, but 
where it starts, so basically you choose a character and all the characters have um, classes, uh, which are, you know, real D&D classes. You could be like a rogue or a druid or a fighter or whatever. Um, and they all have uh, races and backstories. Backstories don't matter pretty much at all. It's just because it's Wizards of the Coast, it's official D&D that they have backstories for everyone. Um, but you get like certain special abilities uh, with with each class, and your your uh, stats are determined by that as well. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then it actually starts you in Baldur's Gate, which is a place in uh, Canon Wizards of the Coast D and D. And you explore and you explore. That's basically the first like half of the game is you're going to other rooms um, and basically exploring this map. So it starts with like just a couple of tiles, but then you can basically like open doors to and add more tiles that are like in the street or indoors, or I think there's like a, there's like a dungeon type area that you can also explore and you can either get items. um, There's events that happen and certain things happen with events and you have to roll dice um, for things like that. Um, There's also something called a, um, I think it's omen or something. And if you get enough omens, like the more omens you get, the more likely that the haunting will start. So then the, huh. this ha- the haunting is the second part of the game or the haunt. So what's really cool is that every no matter how many times you play Baldur's Gate or sorry, Betrayal of Baldur's Gate, I guess there's different connections to Baldur's Gate, but every time you play Betrayal of Baldur's right. Gate um, or any of the haunting games, I'm assuming, um, you're probably going to have a different experience because the haunt depends pretty much entirely on who triggers the haunt. It depends on what they're doing, where they are. So it's something super specific. So I'm trying to remember the number of how many haunts there actually are. I want to say it's somewhere in the 60 to 70 range. Um, but yeah, it basically oh, wow. makes it so almost any time you play, you're going to have a different scenario. Um, and usually what happens is... It's one, I think every time actually, there's going to be one character that essentially portrays the party. Whether it's their fault, like whether they actually want to portray the party or they're forced to for some reason, they end up portraying the party. And um, so it becomes a one versus the rest of the party type game. Um, It's not necessarily the person who causes the haunting that portrays either. Um, Again, it's just depending on the scenario. So... um, do like they know the at the beginning time... of the game they're going to, or is it at, towards the end? Huh? Do they know that they're going to betray everyone? No one knows. No the... one knows. They only know once, um, basically, um, when there's enough omens. Um, and Because every time you get an omen, you have to roll a certain number of dice. And every time you get an omen, you roll more dice. And so once you get, I think, like six or more as a total for the dice, um, then the haunting will start. So no one knows who's portraying at first. Everyone's on the same team at first, legitimately. And then it turns to, oh, okay. you are now the betrayer. And what happens is that there's two different, um, like, little booklets that come with the game. And um, they each have every scenario. And one is specifically for the betrayer to read. And one is specifically for the rest of the party to read. The betrayer actually has to go into a different room to read the strategy on how they're win the game um and then the rest of the party stays and reads on how they're supposed to win the game um and usually it's really lopsided i've noticed like the betrayer has a huge advantage but the fact is like he's they're like the one person versus all these other people so they are 
folks have, um, you know, numbers advantage. So it makes for really interesting scenarios. Um, yeah. And you, you have to use your items really cleverly and your abilities and um, things like that. So it's fun if you are interested in D&D concepts or, or have never played D&D before or you just don't want to create a new character or have someone DM. This is a nice little thing to do. Um, it has D&D energy, but it's not D&D. So that's what I would say. So that's cool. yeah it's really fun um and again like i love the fact that how many times you play it like it's going to be different so that's something to look forward to because I'm, I'm not really a f- huge fan of games where it's just the same thing over and over again um right. and plus if you have your friends or whatever who have played it a ton of times like you don't they don't really have a huge advantage over you because they probably don't know what's coming either mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a whole new strategy they have to check out exactly it's cool yeah, that's been cool. That's what I've been doing. What's going on in the news world? Okie dokie. Let's see. So, the first piece of news is that uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time rem- uh, remake is seemingly in the works. And cool. so, um, it's I about ju- time. Yeah. I just yeah, replayed yeah. a couple of these ah. last year on stream. <laughs> Uh, there were rumors going around from some credible sources on Reddit saying that there was probably a remake that was going to happen towards the end of the year, or like a remaster of the trilogy for new consoles. But then mm-hmm. it got a little like they kind of like denied it, at, and eventually, and then another another source said like, "Hey, it's not going to be uh, like remasters; it's going to be something different." And so uh, people are suspecting that it's going to be just like a remake of Sands of Time, which. I'm on board for that, and so um, I, I like that series a lot. And uh, so yeah, hopefully Ubisoft is coming with something like that because they just did a Prince of Persia related event in For Honor, which I actually missed. I'm kind of disappointed in that, but um, but yeah, that's also that's a thing. Uh, another another thing that's coming out is, or that's that's actually coming out is confirmed is that. Uh, the Crisis Trilogy is getting a remastered, uh, a remastered version. Uh, this is the first-person shooter where you wear the suit and you have superpowers. Like you can cloak for a little bit. You have like super speed, super strength, all these different powers you can use. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the thing about the original. So check this out. The thing about the original game was uh, with your with PCs was can it run Crisis? You know, like you you had to have a a beast of a PC to be able to run the first Crisis game in 2007. And okay. so what's crazy about this trilogy is that it's coming out to all platforms, including the Switch. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so huh. so that first game was notorious for being, like, the benchmark for PCs for a while. So it's like, uh, so we're going to get this to run on Switch? All right. <laughs> um, so I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, I, I like these games uh, a lot, so I'm looking forward to playing them again. And then I believe this third piece of news is probably the biggest. Um, yeah. The uh, so the Doom composer is unlikely to return for any possible sequels. Um, it turns out there was some stuff going around on Twitter saying that he uh, that he will. I guess somebody asked him like, "Hey, are you going to be back for any sequels?" And he goes, "I doubt we'll work together again." And so from that surfaced a. Um, so I guess. So he didn't necessarily work on the Doom Eternal soundtrack like all by himself. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just credited to him entirely. I guess a lot of it wasn't even him technically because it turns out that uh, somebody, I think it was Id or it was probably Id, the developers, or, or Bethesda, they uh, mixed the final soundtrack themselves. They didn't, he, they didn't get, let him do it. And so, wow. yeah, so this is also, I guess, supposedly, I guess they didn't give him the time that he asked for to be able to do it. And Crunch culture. Yeah, so that's that's probably what it's related to. Uh, that soundtrack, even actually for Doom 2016, uh, that soundtrack is amazing. And then even Doom Eternal, that soundtrack is even probably better. And so there's a lot of disappointed mm-hmm. fans right now because... Like, if we're going to get a new, like, that the soundtrack is, like, a big part of what made those games really good is running around right. tearing through yeah. demons, like, metal, like, you know, like, it was just, like, intense, like, it's some it's of the part best. part of the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the best, like, metal, like, sound soundtrack, like, I've ever heard. It's, it's really good. Um, he actually performed uh, one or two of the concert, one or two of the songs in I think the 2016 Game Awards I think, uh, okay. yeah. So it's just unfortunate me being a Doom fan and people loving that soundtrack. Right. Like it's, it's kind of a shame. Um, but like the you were saying, I'd be okay with is if Demon Hunter took over. That would be legit, or some so prestigious cool. like original music. Yeah, I think it would be cool to get some like metal band to to do it. Demon Hunter would be cool, but. Um, just because it would fit demon hunters yeah (laughs) so good yeah um plus they're one of the best metal bands oh yeah so good such a good band i'll never forget i was introduced to demon hunter through cat mario that was amazing (laughs) (laughs) wait okay i knew you'd heard i'd heard heard of i'm a stone you hadn't heard like any other music before that not really i mean like aside from killing floor i hadn't really like i'd heard some of their stuff but i never paid attention to it but you're usually you're more of a rap guy yeah, I mean, like, I've listened to some, like, metal stuff, like, off, like, kind of, like, offhand, but, like, yeah, so Cat Mario was, like, my first true exposure to Demon Hunter. <laughs> what I love about Demon Hunter is, I'm not a huge metal fan, mm-hmm. um, either, but their metal is very clear, like, you really understand what under- they're screaming. Yes, I can understand what they're saying, that's the best part. And <laughs> they can do really great, like, they're one of my favorites as far as metal goes, but they also have a lot of beautiful slow songs as well that aren't like the heavy metal but they're more mm-hmm. like a they they remind me kind of like red the band yeah um, yeah a little bit calmer and melodic uh they're really really good yeah man <laughs> yeah so it's crazy so I didn't for know that yeah so for those of you who did not see it during the pleasure drive i played cat mario i was getting stuck and uh, particularly like pretty early on first level stuff and then <laughs> cody's like you should play demon hunter <laughs> and i was like yeah I was so i was like, thinking play metal music because of his frustrations yeah. but then i recommended i am a stone which is one of their slower songs uh, <laughs> just because the irony of the song is like the lyrics are i'm a stone unaffected mm-hmm. your fool i will not be and uh i thought that was fun <laughs> yeah i didn't really like i got through a good chunk after that but uh yeah it was fun. Uh, but anyway That's yeah perfect Demon Hunter Rain held totally... down onto me. <laughs> yeah, Demon Hunter would totally be good for a Doom soundtrack. I'd recommend, if you've never heard of Demon Hunter, listen to I Am a Stone. It's one of my favorite yes. songs of all time. And then listen to um, Jesus Wept. Yes. Um, which is really the good. very opposite corner of Demon Hunter. I was so stuck on Demon Hunter for like a week after that. Like, 
It was like <laughs> I swear, it was a good while. Follow the wolves. Uh, but yeah, no, Jesus wept is probably one of the. Uh, it's a newer metal song. So um, but it's really you were talking about how I'm more of a hip hop guy. So what I was doing was I was listening to lo-fi hip hop to like get through, mm. like to actually sleep during the pleasure drive. And then of nice. course the last day it was metal, and I'm like, I totally just like just totally <laughs> different, like. <laughs> Yeah. Energy level just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm, totally different <laughs> energy levels. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um, cool. Anyways. Yeah. So that's kind of it for the gaming news. Uh, we got a pretty good little poll list here, real quick. Uh, real quick here this week, we have uh, XCOM Chroma Squad or Chimera Squad, uh, which is a kind of budget XCOM title. Uh, then we got Trails of Mana, and then Predator Hunting Grounds. So that's a pretty good little cool. poll list. Trosmana is an RPG, right? Yes, and it's an action-oriented like combat. So, I played that demo. I think I talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Okay, that's awesome. Good. And then we talked about that Predator game too. That's that multiplayer one. Yeah. Um, we should be having a review up on the site of that one. We got somebody that's already on the list to cover it, so that's good. All right. Then moving on, LJ, how was the lighthouse? It's scary, right? That's a movie I thought I was going to be able to talk about. But I don't think I can because, like, it's just one uh, of those things where I don't want to spoil what happens. Too many twists and turns. Uh, yes, okay. it is. Okay. But it is just, I'll, I'll tell you, like, the craziest. It happens to be, like, one of the weirdest yet most creative movies I think I've ever seen. Wow. Um, so everybody's talking, you know, about Robert Pattinson being Batman, you know, and I'm like, and then so there. this was one of the movies that people said to watch, like, to be like, right. hey, mm-hmm. like if you want to knock his acting, like go watch this movie, and yeah, it's like, it's it's kind of like the change of my mind meme, you know, like. And William Defoe is the Joker. Yeah, William Defoe is crazy in this movie too. Uh, this and it's so it's shot in black and white, and it's shot in an old school aspect ratio with old like film lenses, to give it oh, cool. the like, nineteen thirties like film style it's it's really good like i can't recommend it to like the average movie goer but if you like watching weird trippy like heady movies then i recommend it nice it's pretty out there it's it's not scary it's just it's almost kind of like hellblade it's just there's very like it's very like anxiety inducing i think okay because yeah it's just it's crazy a lot of yeah it's on amazon prime if you guys do decide to watch it that's how i watched it and then they Amazon Prime has one of his other movies called Lost I think it's like Lost City of Z and that's an Amazon Prime original because I don't think it ever got released to like Blu-ray or anything like that so I'm gonna we'll go watch that other movie at some point this week too just to just to be like okay like I'm gonna go see what other stuff this dude has done um, so yeah that's kind of the big big thing I watch for movies and then for me Joe would be proud of me I finally watched Braveheart Cool. Yes. Three-hour movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it was good. I liked it. the reason that I decided to watch it is uh, this kind of came under our radar, fell under our radar. Uh, they're making a sequel. What? Yeah, with the actor that played Robert the Bruce in the original Braveheart. He's going to. It's. Uh, I think it's called Robert the Bruce. Um. And it'll be a movie about him, which is kind of weird because Netflix has The Last King, uh, which is a movie starring Chris Pine hmm. that's also about Robert the Bruce. 
Um, so that'll be kind of strange, but I'm excited for it now that I've watched this movie. I realize that it was like it would be in theaters already, um, but I think they're gonna release it on Apple, Apple's like TV streaming service thing. It's been years. I think I bought that one. Uh, Voodoo was having like this sale for like it was like three movies for like fifteen bucks. I bought that one. Uh, I bought Braveheart, Gladiator, and then something else, and I haven't watched them yet. But Gladiator's it's been, a classic. It's been years since I've seen Braveheart, so I had never seen. Like I heard the speech. Right. In the middle of the movie a couple times, which I thought was at the end of the movie. That's how little I, did, <laughs> I knew. Uh, and so, like, I knew about the movie. I'd seen it a lot on, like, TBS probably or, you know, some cable television. Right. They just played the movie all the time. Uh, but I never sat down and watched the whole thing. And now that it's – I know it's three hours, I understand why that was. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> on TV, that would be, like, a four-hour movie. Um, yep. But it was – it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think of Bill Gibson as, like – his era's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. I felt like he was just in everything for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little, like, hesitant about that. He actually did really well. He's uh, he's a really good Scotsman. Mm-hmm. He's so young. It's so strange. And uh, so I got it. We rented it on Amazon Prime. And one thing that I don't know if I could have done it if it was in the original um, graininess. They've, like, up it. And it looks so clean. Um it's crazy what they can do uh, with movies to, like, remaster them. Yeah. So, check this out. That was one of those movies that was on two VHSs. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that also reminds me, real quick, just to reference it, mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy VII remake di- retail version is also two discs. That's cool. You have an installation That's disc cool and a play that. disc. But, yeah, so, like, Braveheart was one of those, like, like kind of like Titanic, where it was, like, two, it was so long, it was two VHSs. Dang. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a good movie. It's got a lot going on. Like they could have made it. I don't know if it would have done as well as two movies, uh, but it definitely because there's two big battles could have done it as two movies mm. uh, easily. That wasn't really a thing yeah. back in the day. They didn't do like yeah, part, part one and, and part two. I mean, like Godfather. Yeah. did Back it. to the Futures. Well, yeah, that's true. But those are like those. I don't think those were More ever episodic. meant to be. Well. You could technically put those into one whole, like, huh. Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, well, I guess I'm kind of thinking of, like, when, like, Twilight and Harry Potter and, you know, like, right. Avengers started doing that. Like, I don't think that was ever a thing until, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend it. Um, it is rated R, so be aware of that. But oh, yeah. I, so is the Lighthouse, by the way. It. Yeah. It did. Got it lived it. up to its old school hype. That's uh, super. And that's all the movies that we've seen, right? I think so. I already talked about Onward, oh. yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Wait. I think so. Oh, did I, you? I talked about it last week when you guys weren't here, but yeah, I watched. I it. talked about oh. the week before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. I watched that's, it. Okay. I liked that's it. Pretty it wasn't cool. as good as other Pixar movies to me, but it was worth a watch. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Cool. What's going on in the movie world? Yeah, so some interesting news. Um, Universal is working on a Green Hornet and Kato movie. So if you don't know what Green Hornet is, um, well, to be fair, I don't know much about Green Hornet. I just know that the movie out now, or not out now, the most recent movie that there's been of Green Hornet was one with Seth Rogen. Um, 
and mm-hmm. I I think I've seen that like twice. I liked it. Yeah, it's know. very much a comedy. It's very much mm-hmm. a comedy. Yeah, it's it's meant to be comedic. Um, but the comics, I think, are kind of a parody of superheroes too. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure. Like even the original show, which kind of starred Bruce, which Bruce Lee was Cato. That was the whole thing about the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like it was in that Batman era, like the '60s, like Batman type of silly stuff. But if they did like a serious, like cool one, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Guess we don't know, but um, either way, Universal is working on it. It's different studio than the one with Seth Rogen is in, so it's not like a continuation or anything. It's hmm. just it's it's weird because we're so when it comes to superhero movies that it's always um like series now. Like it's not just one movie. There's mm-hmm. multiple movies. So I'm like, oh, it's a reboot. Like it's a reboot, but it's not. And they're just making a movie. You know, it's not like they're <laughs> rebooting the franchise. I unless they, you know, given how Hollywood right. is now, though, I imagine if it did well enough, they'd probably do a sequel. But still, it's um, oh yeah, they're just doing it. I don't know. We don't have tons of details on it yet, but uh, this is at least exciting. I think that's a cool, a cool thing. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Be fun. Totally. Speaking of more superhero movies that are definitely series and. Uh, um so we finally have confirmation that wonder woman 1984 will in fact um maintain continuity from batman versus superman so that's when she was first introduced uh you know before her Mm. first movie came out she was first introduced there um so pretty much everything from that movie despite everyone really hating that movie um they're not just writing it so off convoluted now yeah they're not writing it off they're they're saying like yes this is this is a thing and it's continuous so um if anyone cared about that i never watched batman vs superman i only watched the original wonder woman which is why i'd be watching 1984 um but i like batman vs superman the director's cut okay it's worth good the... worth the watch yeah that director's cut is worth it yeah, then maybe I'll watch it someday. I just don't think anyone would want to watch with me. Uh. <laughs> and right well, now, no one can. you want to roast it or watch it seriously? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like I'd... This almost fell under our radar, too. I kind of forgot about it because uh, it's older news. But Snyder Cut's definitely not happening. That was in the news. Um, reports are coming out from Warner Bros. They're actually really mad at Zack Snyder because they feel he is trying to bully them into giving him money to do reshoots mm. um, wow. that they don't want to put money into. Yeah. So he's getting all his fans hyped up to do this, and yeah. Warner Bros. like, no, we're probably never going to work with him again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dang. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the status on that. Dang. Okay. That's uncomfy for them. <laughs> but last news... The really cool, really interesting news. Too bad Joe's not here to geek out about it. But yeah. we finally got some Dune Dune information. So we have mm-hmm. images that, again, like, I, I never read Dune. I don't really know Dune. But they look really cool. And we have some really mm-hmm. awesome actors. We have um, Oscar Isaac. We have Jason Momoa. We have Zendaya. Like... It's, Momoa shaved his beard, and I'm sad. It's weird. <laughs> um, it's a weird thing, but um, it just it looks really good. Like the costumes look really well designed. Um, 
I don't know. I I would watch it. I think. Yeah, I'm I mean, excited. Obviously, I don't know we're... anything about it. Exactly. I, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I think my uh, I think my mom's into Dune, so maybe I'll go see it with her. Um, but anyway, that's exciting news because I know it's been a long time coming for um, Dune to get a really good, high quality, high budget mm-hmm. uh, movie. So yeah, right. This I think this will be, be like really another big, like epic kind of movie, like kind of like an Avatar kind of deal, mm-hmm. like it or like a. Lord of the Rings deal. They're going to put, like, a high budget into it. Uh, totally. But uh, I read, I'm here for it. I listened to the first book a little bit, and I don't really know. Like, it's kind of hard to, like, those images don't really show me anything familiar from the book as much as I've, like, mm. listened to. So, it's, like, I'm excited for it, though. It makes me want to keep finishing the book, even though I'm trying to listen to Oathbringer right now as well. But I'm excited for Oathbringer. Dune as well. Oathbringer. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I know there's probably lots of listeners who are big fans of dune so let us know uh what you think about it tweet at us mm-hmm. let us know yeah or talk to us on a discord which is also an option yeah that's cool. our movie news and we can get into tv shows i really haven't done anything besides watch the last kingdom i'm re-watching that which is not the last king both netflix originals <laughs> kind of confusing um the fourth season is coming out this week at the end of the month this week yeah, twenty seventh, I believe. Or no, that's it is today. It's like this so week or a week from now is twenty seventh. Oh, okay, never mind. I was getting my days mixed up. It's the twentieth. Oh, from recording. Right, right. So it'd be it's soon. <laughs> now, um, yeah. So I I realized as much as I love the show that I didn't remember most of it. Um, so I'm rewatching. I started with season two, and we rewatched that in season three to catch myself up. Um, but it's really really good so i'm okay with rewatching it all i did forget a lot it's a good show um other than that yeah i really haven't watched anything new cool what about you lj i finished season two of high score girl within like a couple days of it coming out and i watched three episodes of the first season it's really good and um the purple hair girl yes uh when stuff happens in the third season with her I was like, she doesn't die. Third episode. People don't, I don't think that she dies, guys. Um, but I was like, really, I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> no, you I'm, have to keep watching. It's so good. I'm sure it's good. It's but so good. Like, like, just, I like, got real bored real instantly. The wrap-up of the season was, like, just so emotional. Like, it's honestly, like, it kind of draws people, it drew me in with the nostalgia factor. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, here we're gonna show you this but when you get a little bit closer we're just gonna rip your heart out like it's okay just come closer (laughs) um but yeah i loved it so much the the end of the season yeah um so i I highly recommend that anime i'm actually writing in the middle of writing a review for it to go on the site so that'll be fun um and then the other thing i have been getting back into is dragon ball super and i'm finally on the tournament of power arc which is like the big arc of that show um, that okay. everybody loves to talk about, and so I'm very excited, and I'm totally on a binging that like a couple episodes at a time. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been watching. I I'm so happy, Shelly, Dragon Prince. Yeah, watch yeah. it all. What do you think? I really like it. So my fiance watched <laughs> the first, um, I think, two seasons last summer. And he didn't realize that third season was already out, so, um, and we had, um, 
we finished watching Sound Euphonium, so we're like, we need a new show to watch. Um, Sound Euphonium is weird, guys. <laughs> I don't know why there's so many movies of them. We didn't watch them, but I was like, oh, there's a movie, right? There's like four movies of Sound Euphonium, and I'm like, why? Oh, wow. <laughs> Not worth it. Anyway, though. Aww. Um, but yeah, we're like, okay, we need a new show. And I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to watch Dragon Pins, but I know you've already seen it. He's like, well, actually, like, it can be fine because I think season three just came out, so we could just, like, kind of watch through it. I'm like, sweet. I'm a big fan. Um, I love the references, <laughs> especially there's one episode Even that Rayla. just had two, like, fire, uh, references that killed me. Um, you can definitely <laughs> tell it's by the same creators as Avatar, which is great. Um, because mm-hmm. it's very like character and relationship focus and like character development is very evident um, and important and I love that. Um, I love the villains and like me too. Not all the villains are villains and yeah. No, the oh my gosh, I think Soren is my favorite character. Um, okay, he's definitely my favorite character and um, I was gonna make a statement about him, but I feel like it might be spoiler territory so i won't um so I'll, everyone's I'll character developments are just so interesting exactly yeah all the villains are really interesting there's just one character that's definitely a villain that is probably one of my other favorite characters just because he's just <laughs> he's so cool and everything he does is so cool but i'm like oh but you're a bad guy i shouldn't be cheering for you um <laughs> but it's also like oh you're so cool i can't help it um yeah it just makes you like feel for all the characters um even mm-hmm. where the ones who you kind of hate because you're like oh that's that was such a bad thing to do why would you do that and then at the same time you're kind of like oh well i guess i kind of understand you a little bit but it's still not okay like there's not even really like bad characters for the sake of bad characters you know um everyone's yeah. important everyone's flushed out um the story's cool it's just really interesting to watch a fantasy you know, it, it reminds me when I first started watching it, I got sort of like imagery of like, okay, this is like Game of Thrones. This is like Lord of the Rings, but they're just all so comical. They're also, they love to joke around and they're all like not super serious. Um, they're serious characters, of course, but it just is like, oh, that's right. This is still kind of a kid show and this is same characters of Creator's yeah. Avatar. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Human Rayla is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> human rayla comes up a couple times she's an elf trying to be human and yeah it's, <laughs> she's, she's, <laughs> in her name like it just sounds hilarious enough yeah it's just it's human awesome rayla. because it's just yeah. it's just D. like the whole show like it's all D. <laughs> um so that's another reason why i like it so much um it is really funny though to me um maybe not funny i don't know if that's the right word it's interesting um they use like a lot of like <laughs> buzzwords um and that's not to scare anyone off um but i think i heard the word like narrative just like a lot and it was like oh wait am i still in college because this is a word i heard a lot in college at my um (laughs) liberal theological college um which isn't bad i thought it was really interesting um i guess it's just like watching the show and the decisions that made the things they did um makes me look back at uh avatar like the original series last Mm -hmm. airbender and think of a legend of Korra and I'm like okay like these are all the same creators it's just the fact that like some things are way more accepted now than it was back then when you know we could talk about these and have these discussions and have these characters and beliefs like shown and represented in a show now 
um, and it's fine. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if, you know, things happen in Last Airbender, probably wouldn't have been fine because that was another thing. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I could see, like, Korra as this middle area between the two, uh, between Last Airbender and uh, Dragon Prince, if, if that shows anything. But, um, yeah, I really like it. I, I want season four. We were both bummed because we thought it was like a three, a season, a three season thing. Um, and we thought like, okay, it's going to end in season three. And it very much did not. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend I think there'll it. be a season for every um, magic. Oh, yeah. Which like, makes sense. But that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. I I want all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. I was like, man, I want to see more of the different types of elves because there's a different elf for every type of magic and I'm like we haven't even seen like yeah. so many of them um or what i could very see is them doing that and then just giving us eight episode seasons because that's kind of the full trend did um hmm, yeah so you get a season only be eight episodes which wouldn't be very much but then you get they can get more in there yeah push all of those elements yep so good yeah i'm mm. a big fan i'm very excited for season four which i'm I'm sad because I read up some places that it was supposed to be out in May or something, or maybe it was originally supposed to be out in May, but just because of COVID-19, I think everything is delayed. Oh, I think I it's that. it's getting postponed. I I may, don't quote me on that. That may be, yeah, yeah. So it could be, I just read that original information wrong because it seems like that's a really quick turnaround from November to May. Um, but mm-hmm. also I just, I just want it. Okay. I want it now. <laughs> so great show. Definitely. definitely watch that if you haven't definitely watch it again it's a netflix original if you have netflix you could just watch it so and also bait is amazing i love bait <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> what's up fellow humans human fellows human fellows uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh we'll <laughs> get into the news um siege of man siege of mandalore is an event in Star Wars. Um, the Mandalorians come from Mandalore. Uh, in the Mandalorian, they're all kind of wiped out. And that event um, is taking place in Clone Wars, which is the cartoon, kind of CGI-ish cartoon, um, that I don't understand what happened completely. I don't know the history here. So I know they had Clone Wars, and then they made another show um, called Rebels, and Rebels is supposed to be super, super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clone Wars... Clone Wars, a lot of people liked, um, but they're releasing the final season, and I didn't realize that it, it was weird to me that they would have canceled the show and not done it all the way through. Well, and then... so I think it was because Clone Wars used to be on Cartoon Network, right? And so I think they wanted to get that last season made, and then once it got taken off Cartoon Network, happened. yeah, because Clone Wars like is an actu- is actually a pretty like not old show but it's been around a while and so yeah when disney bought the rights uh cartoon they had they swiped it from cartoon network and but why so, not just finish that whoever did rebels why didn't they just finish? that was disney xd i don't know uh, I, I don't know okay um that was on disney xd but but yeah it was the last season they That's wanted weird. to get made and then it was supposed to premiere on netflix or something like that and then and then when disney plus was coming out they're like oh let's pull it from netflix and then yeah yeah so so the siege of mandalore is a trailer they did a trailer for it it's the kind of the title for the last four episodes of the final season of the show mm. um and it looks really good i don't know a lot about the show i watched maybe two or three seasons um on netflix a long time ago and i had kind of a hard time watching it just because 
Um, it was inconsistent. Yeah, it was very... I mean, it's an older show, and so it was kind of in that era where um, there was an overarching overarching story, um, but it was very episodic in like what was going on. It was kind of like event of the day. doesn't really tie into the rest of the show. Gosh, that show is um, like 10 years old now, I think, because I remember it, when yeah. it, it was on when I was in like high school, I think. And that's... You know, that's like a newer narrative that shows are doing is this like mm-hmm. every episode has to do with the last episode. You got to watch the next one. So I was had a hard time picking up the next episode because the first one didn't really like cliffhang. Um, the ending of each episode didn't cliffhang. Um, so I would like to watch it because this trailer looks so good. Um, I might just kind of do like a catch up and then watch do, the final season. There's, like, episode guides you can look up that people have made where it's, like, you can just watch the particular watch episodes the and they'll connect. Like, I think only, like, one episode of season one actually matters, technically. Like, I saw on the list. Oh, wow. like Yeah, so the continuity is all messed up because then they had the movie that they came out with, too. Uh, like mm-hmm. the And so it's all messed up. Like, apparently you don't even really need to watch that first season. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the episode the movies dang yeah i went there (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so i don't know i've heard that it's really good i definitely want to watch rebels um and look at this i want to watch this because it looks kind of like rebels in that way um and oh and it's not gonna have it probably isn't gonna do with order 66 which is a lot of people are hoping for uh just because the timeline is starting to get to the point where order 66 is gonna happen that's where uh, they killed all of the Jedi. I killed the women and the children too. Anakin, that that whole event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. I'm sure people are kind of bummed, but it's not for sure that that's not happening. Um, I think it would be really cool to get another perspective of an event that happened in the movie and get to kind of see that um, take place. Like, what were the other characters doing when that happened? Um, but. I don't know. This is also a really big event in Star Wars history, so it'll be mm-hmm. cool to see as well. Even if the four episodes are, that's all they have to do with. Um, and Darth Maul's in it. Darth Maul's cool, so. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I, it makes me, it's good enough that it makes me want to rewatch it. Uh, or at least watch this last season. And then another show that got a trailer that's very off the wall. Um, but I watched Saved by the Bell as a kid. I watched like reruns as a little kid. Uh, and it's funny. It's kind of like a boy meets world ish comedy. Uh, maybe leaned a little bit more high school on, comedy. Yeah, probably leaned a little bit more on the sitcom than boy meets world. Did. Mm-hmm. Boy I meets mean, world got boy meets world is. It? Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, like as far as themes. Like go, boy yeah. meets world is very like um, intellectual, I guess. Yeah, they do have some heavy themes little... in some of those episodes. Yeah, we're um, saying by the bell was definitely like this really goofy. They had mm-hmm. serious themes too, but. Um, was a lot goofier, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and so I saw that, and I saw the trailer, and I got kind of excited that they're doing a reboot. And the trailer looks kind of like Degrassi. Oh, with, no. Yeah, like it looks real. Like uh, Like almost soap opera-y, high school soap uh, opera That's weird. Yeah, and it has funny moments in the trailer. Uh, like I'm sure it will be funny, uh, but it definitely seems like a weird... They're trying to modernize wonder, it, make it for the kids. For the I was teens. gonna say, I wonder if it's gonna end up being like um, Riverdale, right? Like Riverdale came from um, Archie Comics, Archie Comics, <laughs> and now it's like this really 
weird, completely over the top drama that makes no sense. And like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Apparently, that's popular it's nowadays. Yeah, like I said, this has funny moments, but I could see it being. I think it's like if they made it. It looks more like a reboot for Degrassi. If they were like, we're gonna make Degrassi, but a comedy. Oh no, that's hmm. what this looks like. Weird. Um, yeah. So you, I mean, feel free to check it out. Um, it's strange. It's supposed to have all that is there is Lopez. I can't remember his first name um, from the original show. Lopez is like the actor's name, uh, but apparently they're gonna have more than just him. I think he's a teacher at the high school. Um, and then it seems like they're going to have more characters coming as well, though, that they didn't show in the trailer, from what I read. Strange. Hmm. Uh, and then also Quibi is in the news. Uh, Quibi is this thing that you've probably seen ads for everywhere. Yes, it's all over my phone. And then I even listened to a podcast the other day that had a Quibi ad. I'm like, what? They're pushing it hard. Yeah. And if you haven't heard of it somehow... Uh, basically it's like 10 minute episodes and you can exclusively watch it on your phone. Um, but the thing that's notable about this app is like, there are huge actors in it. Um, Kevin Hart in these mini shows, Idris Elba. Yeah. I saw one of the Jonas brothers. Oh, Um, Jonas brothers. Show is like, send me it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) The youngest one. I don't know his name. Nick. Is it Nick Jonas? Nick Jonas. Is that the youngest? I think so. He should be. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. I don't know. There's a lot of big names. Um, so there might actually be good shows. I haven't checked it out yet. Uh, it's a weird thing to me. I well, don't want to watch 10-minute episodes. I so. find it ironic that you're putting up this thing, like that's all these bite-sized episodes, during <laughs> this whole COVID-19 thing where people are already binge-watching like seasons of shows and things like that. And I'm like... In their defense, they probably filmed most of this, like, last year. That's true. <laughs> they didn't know. Can't delay that. Um, <laughs> um, so the the big news, like, they have two things going for, like, that are their big, um, I don't know, gimmicks. And that's that it could only be watched on a phone, and uh, they're 10 minutes long. And they're already kind of taking away the phone aspect, and they're saying you can watch it on your TVs now. Uh, I was looking for what you could watch it on specifically because they're just saying it's coming to televisions i would assume apple tv and like fire sticks but it doesn't actually say so uh yeah i might actually like watch these things if they come up on a ps4 app you have a you phone get... though you can watch it on your phone where it was meant to be that's <laughs> that's true <laughs> they're probably no that would suck if they're all filmed in that like in that like in like how like a phone like oh, whatever is vertical? vertical that would be are they i wonder if they are oh, i don't know I they're like when you go to quibi.com i went to new shows and it's got everything in vertical but i didn't think about it <laughs> that would be oh no <laughs> that would be terrible let's look at this cute animals thing download now nope okay never mind i can't watch on computer duh let's <laughs> try to do it on the computer um oh oh they want you that to download the app that kind of room that's what i was know. gonna say they probably got it all in that vertical <laughs> format that'd be terrible <laughs> i i don't know quibi's a weird thing report back to us next week no, I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, I'm gonna download it now. Or if somebody's go our... got this thing, let us know like what it is. It's just kind of. Hilarious. I'm installing the app. I want to know. Can inst- hey. Install a trial and then cancel it. And like. That. It shows both. Huh. There's definitely something in vertical that they're watching, and their slider for the uh, timestamp is up and down. Oh. On the side. That's so uh, weird. Who I asked? Mean, who? But then they. Who asked for they this? They have horizontal. Okay, we can move on. I don't know. <laughs> Quibi's a thing that exists, um, possibly on your TVs, possibly in vertical. That's so weird. <laughs> uh, we do have a question from our Discord. If you want to ask some questions, uh, join our Discord and go to the GUGcast questions thing. Uh, or if you don't want to do that and you still want to talk to us, you can use the hashtag GUGcast on Twitter. We love answering your questions. Uh, pastor David asks, as a pastor who likes games, how can I make a positive impact on the gaming community? I have a heart for people in general, but I find it difficult to reach out in online gaming since it seems that people have a lot of preconceived notions about pastors in general. Online gaming is so full of toxicity. Do you have any specific suggestions of how? Um, I mean, you could start like a Twitch channel or something. That would be the broad sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just talking about gaming, uh, you know, in, in voice chats and stuff, uh, I think it has to do with more with like not being... Don't make it your, like, point to get on the game to shout at people or to, like, street preach in voice chat. Like, that's not going to help. Right, it right. might, but you're way better off, like, talking to people um, and getting to know them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That, that's what LJ, I was you actually had a lot of good stuff on this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's more about the relationships first. Oh, that's kind of like Cody was saying. Don't, don't get on the game, play a match like Call of Duty, and then be like, hey do you guys know Jesus, you know, kind of a thing? Like, it'd just be, like, <laughs> I think that's that something like that would probably turn people away more quicker than, like, get people, you know? But yeah. um, my, my thing is definitely, like, build relationships. There's relationships and, like, friendships that I've had with people who, like, don't really, you know, like, who, who probably don't know Christ or just don't carry themselves in that way. But it's like, I've, I still game with them, you know, kind of a thing, you know? Um it, to me, it's about the relationship first, really. Like, build relationships, you know, connect with people. And then if you see an open door to have that conversation, then, yeah, go for it by all means. I think there's definitely, like, the reason why I feel like Christians kind of, you know, we get a bad rap is because we're overzealous. We get too, like, you know, excited to go and save somebody when really, like, I think we just need to be open to just having relationships and being friends with people first. Um so yeah, I mean that's kind of my advice there. Yeah, right, Shelley. Yeah, um, I don't really have much more to add to that. I I echo those sentiments um, that like relationships really important. Um, that you can show the love of Jesus without explicitly using the name Jesus, right? Like you can have all the heart in it without saying um, it outright, right? Like you can, if you are the one who's like reaching out and showing genuine care for people um and they're gonna see that as different and new and awesome hopefully and then like a relationship could start or something um and obviously you're not gonna become friends with everyone you play with online um but i think just like starting a connection and 
um, becoming friends. And again, yeah, just the genuineness, I think, is really important of, of just being like genuinely caring mm-hmm. for people um, and not hiding the fact that you're a Christian. I think that's a really important thing is that there's no reason to yeah, hide it. Um, but so like if anyone like asks you questions about it, like they should be feel free to answer or ask that's those questions. Opening. You should you should <laughs> yes. you should be able to um, talk about it. Um, but yeah, that is the opening. It's like when um someone's just like hey so like what do you believe or like why are you so nice to me or whatever and then you could be truthful be just like yep all the answers are jesus and and just kind of leave it you know to be like hey yeah mm-hmm. this is i'm answering this and you're not pushing it um i guess that's kind of how i would go about it but that's obviously like easier said than done um but oh yeah mm-hmm. i wish you the best and i wish anyone the best who who um, wants to spread the love of Jesus online. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, it needs it. I think for a lot of Christians, it's really easy to look at salvation as like a, or evangelism as someone's going to, like, you've heard this probably in church of um, if someone was going into a burning building, wouldn't you stop them? Um, and so as Christians, we're very like, we have that kind of mindset of we've got to tell people. Gung ho um, about it, yeah. Yeah, because hey, that's been put into our mind of like they're, going to walk into a burning building we need to stop them mm-hmm. um and so that's like that's how we kind of perceive it but someone who's not a christian um they look at faith as very personal mm-hmm. um and so it, it can be kind of an almost buy me dinner first kind of situation when they you start talking about um religion with people or faith um uh, like whoa i don't i don't know you that well um you know I'm not, i don't want to have this <laughs> conversation yeah it'd be like if you didn't know somebody uh, and they were, like, unhealthily uh, overweight and you didn't know them at all, but you were just, like, walked up to them and were like, hey, man, you should try a salad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're right, though. I mean, that, that is a great analogy. Like, I know you're trying to Yeah, yeah now, like, <laughs> they're going to be real mad at you. Like, oh, yeah. it's and, not going to be a good situation. rightfully so. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you're, like, really good friends with them for a long time, you know, you're really close, you're watching out for them, you're like, hey, you know, have you ever um, thought about, like, working out, you know? Um, that is, becomes, like, a much more, have you tried the salad? <laughs> um, you know, when you're when you're friends with somebody, it becomes a lot easier to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and it sounds, it comes off more um, authentic, too, mm-hmm. um, that you care about them. If, if you just walk up to someone and you say something like that, then they, they don't think you care. They think you're just trying to, um, you know, be a little self-righteous about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also important to um, not only, like, this is just an evangelism thing in general, even though I'm not always good at that. I think it's important to not just wait for them to ask, I guess, what you think, but ask what they think, what their beliefs are, and, and validate mm-hmm. them and be just like, oh, yeah, this is what you think, and that's a thing like this is what i believe and then like again little by little slowly slowly um hopefully it kind of builds into something new and and um awesome but i think it's important to not just shut down other people's beliefs just because they're different because it's like hey if you grew up in an atheist household why would you have any reason to change that that's not their fault um so i think that's an important thing to also keep in mind is that we're all people and and we're all loved by god um just some people don't know it yet so mm-hmm. yeah like everybody's too like i was gonna end it but like um 
Satanism was a really weird thing for me. I was like, I don't understand it. You read the Bible, you see that that's the losing side. Why would you choose it? Like, right. yeah. And so I, I really like kind of, I read about it to kind of figure out um, what I was dealing with in that kind of conversation. Um, and so long story short, like Satanism has two different sides to it. There are people who actually believe in the deity um, of like Satan as a deity. And so they like, they worship um the losing side i still don't really get it um and then there's other satanists that um they're actually atheists and so um they just look at satanism as a um a guideline that basically pleasure over anything else and that's kind of like the rules that they live by is mm. kind of based around that um but they're they're atheists uh but that's stuff that like you know not everyone not a lot of christians would have ever like even looked into or even asked somebody about um and so that I've had conversations with Satanists um, or people. I actually had a conversation um, about a year ago now. No, it was a few months ago because it was here. It was I'm, it was at work. Um, she was someone looking at Satanism, um, the one where you don't believe the deity. And I was just – we had a conversation about what she thought it meant um, opposed to what it actually meant. Um, and I actually told her, you know, like what I believed in Christianity because – what she believed about Christianity uh, was very um, stigmatized, I guess. Mm. It was like all the stereotypes right. of a Christian. Um, but yeah, you, you do have, like Shelly said, you have to have those conversations with people and not just be like, not be freaked out that they don't believe the same thing that you do, you know? And mm-hmm. like understand that even a Satanist will have, um, you know, kind of logic behind what they um, deem to be true. Mm-hmm. Like, completely dismiss them and be like, "You're wrong. You're dumb for being wrong. Like, you're gonna get in trouble for that. Like, you're right, not gonna, right. it's not gonna go well. <laughs> you gotta respect people. Yeah, for sure. Even people that you don't agree with, literally on the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Hope that helps you. Yeah, for sure. We'll end the podcast there. Uh. Yeah, you guys geeking out about anything else before? Nope, not really. Just D and D stuff, right. but that's kind of, you know. Yeah, usual. same. <laughs> it's a regular thing now, nice. so. Cool. Well, <laughs> Zebra, can they find you? At? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at warhero_lj. Um, I'm not sure about streaming yet because I'm running into like ISP like upload issues right now, so I'm not even sure if I'll be streaming this week or not. So, uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. And Shelly? Um, you can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. Cool. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Close and keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye-bye. Adios. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.
Oh, 